Welcome to, whoops, my, either my headphones or my mic's not on. One of the your other. Your mic's on. Your headphones. What? What's the deal with my headphones? Hold on a second. Let me get my headphones all straight. <laughs> oh, there it is. There's yeah, a the lot of good God girdies this morning already before yeah, we even start. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the family with... Hackmaster, Ralph W. Basham, MD. Co-host, Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt-Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back. Kristen Burt. We got all kinds of stuff going on right after this with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. It's time for Team KQ Walzer's third annual Tour to Cure ride. Join me. Doug Sprinthal, Michael Bryant, and a ragtag group of riders as we raise money to fight diabetes. This year, the ride is Saturday, June 1st, and starts at Boom Island. We take the 26-mile route. It's a ride, not a race, so people of all abilities are welcome. It's a worthy cause that raises millions to support research for a cure for this terrible disease. Go to diabetes.org slash kqwalzer or email doug at walzer.com for more information. Kristen Burt, they should go. Kristen Burt, that's what they should do at the end of that song. Hollywood swinging, Ronald Cool Bell, Cool in the Gang. Yes, so cool. With Kristen Burt. Kristen, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Marvelous. Things are just terrific. Yes. Matter of fact, I, more than marvelous. Most most Minnesotans are very, very happy due to the wonderful weather we're having. Yeah, the weather's mm-hmm. terrific today. Ah. Yeah, it's, it's been there. Uh, there's a little bit of Breaking news, if you guys want to know. Uh, Tim Conway from Carol Burnett Show passed away. Oh, Tim Conway. Doris Day, Tim Conway, all the good ones. Yeah, what kind of week is this? Oh, My favorite Tim Conway quote, Mrs. Hawiggins. What did he call her? Mrs. Hawiggins. He was so hilarious on he the Carol Burnett Show. Funny. My God, he was funny. That dentist bit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Tim Conway has died. How old was he? He was 85 years old, and he was battling dementia. Oh, oh God. Then maybe it's for the best. Yeah. Is dementia is dementia like physically painful to the people, or is it? Is it's it, not is painful, it, but it no. is emotionally. Well, actually, it's a, it's a disease more that affects the family rather yeah. than the individual. The individual sort of fades away. Yeah, and the individual doesn't often doesn't even know what's happening. Yeah. Oh, really? I hope I get that. Yeah. But it does have physical. Just stare out the window. You might already have it. <laughs> That's a possibility. <laughs> You're right about that. But it does have physical. Uh, pieces to it, particularly oh, it? Uh, yeah. It'd be stop being you, able to walk, or yeah, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, are we able? You're able, not able to do your reaction time reduces and things like that. My mother-in-law had two automobile accidents before she was diagnosed, oh. and that was oh, a result yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah. Not so. What's the difference between dementia and Alzheimer's? Alzheimer's is a form of dementia. That's oh, right. okay. Whereas okay. dementia is not a form of Alzheimer's. Yeah, there, there. Usually, they talk about pre-senile dementia, which is like Alzheimer's and those sort of things. And then there's senile dementia, which is when you get to be 180, you end up with some sort of dementia because your brain burns out. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cells only can fire so many times in a, That's right. in That's very in true. a lifetime. 
For new listeners to the uh, family mm-hmm. podcast, basically what happens is on Tuesdays, Kristen always depresses the hell out of us. So, you know, kind of like today. <laughs> Nothing new. Now, were you a I, Tim I, Conway fan? I do my best. Yes. Did you like Tim Conway? Kristen? I did, yes. I Yeah, I didn't know who you were talking to. There's a lot of you. <laughs> no, there are a lot of us. Uh, yeah, I... The um, yeah, you know, I listened to his son Tim Conway Jr. He has a show here in Los Angeles, so he often tells stories about his dad. So oh. I always love that when he kind of goes back into a little bit of nostalgia, um, and even talking about Los Angeles and the you know the '60s and '70s because it was such a different place to live. So that's where I know Tim Conway from more versus the Carol Burnett show. But I'm a huge fan of Carol Burnett, so I've seen some of the sketches. Was Tim Conway from Cleveland originally, I think, wasn't he? I think he was a Cleveland guy. Was along he with... was born in Willoughby, Ohio. Yeah, so yeah, from Cleveland. Uh, he and he and the great Goularty worked together. The great Goularty was Ernie Anderson. Remember the guy who went on the love boat? Oh, no. Okay. Well, was Ernie that, yes. He played the, uh, the horror incorporated guy, the great Goularty, with your <laughs> scary movie kids. <laughs> And where was he on the air? In Cleveland. In Cleveland. Great yeah. Goulardi. The great Goulardi. That's exactly right. And Tim Conway worked with him, I believe. I believe those guys. As a matter of fact, a whole bunch of people worked in Cleveland back at back in those days that later on got made it big in Hollywood. But uh, yeah, very, very funny. You never heard anything bad about Tim Conway. No. You never heard that he was a jerk behind the scenes or anything like that. You know, the only other person I've ever heard of in Hollywood that you never hear they're a jerk is Kristen Burt. What do you think of that? She's another beloved Hollywood fixture. <laughs> yes, <she's> a, <laughs> a beloved Hollywood fi- fixture. That's exactly right. That's Kristen right. Burt. Can you listen to Tim Conway Jr.'s show elsewhere besides L.A.? Or what's he on? What? Uh, yes, iHeartRadio. You can okay. listen to it. Boo, hiss. <laughs> We're on iHeartRadio, honey. So. Oh, good. Yay. <clears throat> you I might thought, not want to boo them. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, we're, actually, uh, we're actually on iHeart. Oh, uh, never mind. Yay, iHeart. And oh, so is the KQ fantastic. Morning Show. And, um, oh, even better. See? Good, good, good. The uh, Tim Conway Jr. Show is on 6 to 10 Pacific time every night. So you guys can listen to it on the iHeartRadio app. <clears> 8 to midnight. Sure they have archives of it as well. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sure that's mm-hmm. true. But yeah, for people who don't know, iHeart has a deal with the cable companies. Like you can sit down in Palm Beach, Florida, and, and tune in the KQRS Morning Show on cable. Oh, the that's iHeart. Right, I yeah. knew that. I just forgot it. Temporarily. Indeed, that's right. They're listed under the classic rock stations. Okay. So there you have it. Well, that's sad news. Tim Conway and and, and Doris Day. We've lost since the last time we talked. Uh, you know, you hate to see those people you grew up with go, but you really hate to see people go when they're like four years older than you. Then it's real difficult. You know, the the, the Doris Day, the the thing that comes to mind is the interview that she did with uh, Johnny Carson um, on late night, and she came in and man, who she was not the uh, perpetual virgin that uh, I imagine. <laughs> no, she, to her. She, well, she wasn't really she wasn't really wearing. The uh, regulation underwear that many women would choose to wear. Really? I mean, she, oh yeah, she had a she had a fitted sweat. She had a fitted top on, and it was like fitted. And then, yeah, she was cold. I mean, it was, <laughs> I mean, it was it was it was, it was that obvious. And she, and she was coming on. She was coming on to Johnny, and she had talked about some, some of the band members and relationships she had had with some of the band members. She was she was being really a a hot hot number that I night. I think that she was a loosey goosey. What they say? You Doris? said you said that. You told me that she was kind of a Doris Day, a, a troll, gad about town. <laughs> Do- Doris Day was, I think, one of the first first white women in Hollywood that dated black men. I think that was Doris Day. Really? I know Elizabeth Montgomery did that. I know, but I think Doris Day might have been the first that was ever known. Well, uh, plus Kim Novak, I think, dated Sammy Davis Jr. I think, <clears throat> I think that's right. But in any case, it all works out in the end. So what else is going on in Hollywood other than death you can tell us about? Way to go, Kristen. Um, I I spent most of my morning on a conference call because the upfronts are going on in New York where they announced the um, fall schedule for all of the networks. ABC was this morning. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, there's just so much going on with ABC, of course, because they bought Fox 
and so now they have this huge, right. huge network. Um, but the biggest news that came out of the ABC is that ABC will now fully own Hulu. Yes, oh. right. Yeah, I did hear that. How much did that yeah. cost? A gazillion dollars. A gazillion. They are, like NBC will still have its share. They will be uh, probably buying out NBC um, over the next three or four years. What? But Disney it's will. Kind of interesting because no, they want Disney NBC share in Hulu. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, not NBC the network. Um, sorry, <laughs> don't scare everyone. But I think the the interesting thing is that. You know, Hulu will most likely be a part of Disney Plus, which is Disney's new streaming yeah. service that's yep. coming. And uh, it just becomes a big question for consumers. Are you cutting the cord? What streaming services are you subscribing to? Because it's becoming just as expensive as your cable bill. Absolutely. Going. Oh, it is. Absolutely. Yeah, well, all these different channels yeah, now. The Roku channel now, yep. which is like. That's free, though. No. Roku channel's free. No, I was looking something up yesterday, and they said you needed to su subscribe to the Roku channel. Mm. Oh, I thought it was free with Roku. I, you would think. It's really kind of odd. You're already paying them. Well, I know that Spectrum, you know the Spectrum network that's on R Roku? $50 a month. It's like 600 bucks a year to watch one. And I think Spectrum carries a whole bunch of different programming. I'm not sure, but... It's just gotten to the point saying I really don't want to pay out the you know out the nose for everything I watch. Well, like, and ninety percent of the time there's one show that you want to watch. Yeah. Right. So it's like buying the whole album and wanting to have one song. Oh, you'd be proud of me, by the way. Why? I canceled CBS All Access. I Why did the did seven. You have I did. That? I did the seven day trial so we could watch Twilight Zone. Uh, um, Horrendous. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Kristen, is that show doing well? It's terrible. You know, I we, I don't really hear much about CBS All Access in general, um, which no. is kind of interesting. So, yeah, and, and CBS's upfronts are happening um, tomorrow, so we'll probably hear more news of what's happening with their streaming channel. But I always find CBS, they always have steady ratings. They do really well with their long-term shows that have been on the air forever. Yes. But I also find that it's a very specific audience. It's male, mm -hmm. it's over 50, and, and white men. So I don't watch the network, honestly. I don't watch anything on that network at all. You told me <laughs> you told me you want to be a white man. That's what I heard. That is exactly the rumor that is out there. <laughs> she identifies as a white yes, man. There you go. It's a rare event these days. Yes. You know what's funny about that, Kristen, uh, is I watch a lot of CBS. You just described me, and I watch a lot of CBS. Oh, you're, right. you're the demo. Yeah, but you See, know. it makes sense, though. You yeah, it does. It's a stereotypical demo. I do, yeah. For night nighttime viewing. But daytime viewing, the soaps, different demo. Oh, yeah. Totally yeah, different. Absolutely. Yeah. Different sex, different but skin a color. A very strong daytime uh, lineup. In fact, they've been number one for daytime over 30 years with their two soaps. And, of course, Price is Right and Let's Make a Deal and The Talk. They do very well with their lineup. You know, it's really funny. I did, you know, because they, they all rating services now do waiting, which is insane, by the way. They make up people that don't even exist just so certain groups of people can be represented who don't watch television. Well, if they don't watch, what good is it doing your clients if you're saying that people are watching who are not watching? Because so, they're manipulating the numbers to get the outcome that is politically correct. That's exactly what they're doing. And I, I, I got some info. I can't say where I got it, but it was, it was television and some radio stuff. And I looked at it for a six-month running period. The numbers that I came up with are mathematically impossible. It can't possibly be true what they release as the actual numbers. Absolutely. It's not the UK. It's impossible to do. So I don't know why they, they. What's the upside of that, Kristen? Just faking the ratings. How do people make money with fake ratings? You know, I don't know. And, and everyone is still stuck on that 18 to 49 demo. It's ridiculous. And I, I'm like, why are you so stuck on that number? Because, listen, talk to any 25-year-old right now. A lot of them don't have a TV. A lot of them that haven't subscribed to cable at all in their adult life. That's correct. And yeah. I think it, they're all sharing passwords and everything else like that. Um, and there's been big talk this week about the fact that 
the networks are so behind what the streaming networks are doing um, that they don't even know how to measure things anymore. And it feels like 1976 at the upfronts in in New York City, some people are saying they're not even thinking ahead um, that technology has changed, the viewers have changed, how we consume content has changed. You know, it's really amazing about that. I, I kind of did a little little survey on callers on the on the KQ Morning Show, and you know, on television, it's the eighteen to forty nine demo, which makes no sense whatsoever to use that demographic for television. Radio, it's twenty five fifty four. So when people would call in to comment on the on the you know the news or whatever, I would ask them their age, you know, male, female, what and what their age is, and we had like five or six callers in a row that were 20, 21, two 22s, and a 23. Really? And I thought, these people don't even show up in the key. These, are, these were smart people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they happen to be all, all five men uh, between the ages of 20 and 23. They all were on their way to work. Uh, three of them had two jobs. These are people that just have put their shoulder to the wheel. They want to make it. They want to get out and do their own deal. Uh, some were in construction, some were truck drivers, so, you know, they, they had all kinds of different jobs. But these are people that wish to make something of themselves, and they don't even count. Mm-hmm. It makes no okay. sense to me. I, I just I don't understand why they insist on these idiotic demos. Well, there must be something that they're doing that isn't right, you know. That who isn't right? Well, the reason why they're doing something that doesn't make any sense is because it's benefiting them somehow. Oh, it's politically correct. You're you're 100 percent right about that. It might even be some sort of monetary thing. Maybe they're making some money oh, off of having any, bad data. I don't think there's any question about that. It's just bad data. It's not good. And, and Kristen just pointed out the reason why 18 to 49 television demo is ridiculous. I mean, first of all, it misses out everybody over the age of 49. What, what would you say the viewership of television is over the age of 49? And, and it was, uh, people, I believe, 55-plus hold $217 trillion in assets, and you don't even count them? Are you out of your mind? They have all the money, but we don't and, count and that them. Is, and that's the demo that is watching TV still traditionally. Absolutely. They're the ones that are still subscribing to cable. They still have their television. They grew up on television. And it's absolutely a missed market. And people are living longer as well, so you're trying to tell me that now a 65-year-old doesn't matter when they're living their best life, yes. their kids are out of the house, they might be on their way to retirement, they're traveling, they might have a, a nice retirement uh, yeah. plan, you're totally missing the mark. Yep, there's no doubt about it. We'll take a very quick break, be right back in two minutes, more with Kristen Burt and the family. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Spring is here, and there's no better time to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK Spring Savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today. Or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them I sent you and save 500 bucks on your LASIK. Offer expires June 21st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. Ooh, little heart. 
I love heart. I do too. Very, very good. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Burt in Los Angeles. Uh, we're just talking about television ratings, basically, and, you know, radio ratings enter into that, too, but they go after a different demo, and it's still not accurate, but you know what's amazing about that, Kristen? You've known me long enough to know that whatever comes up comes out with me. I don't really hold back too much. And by coincidence, mm -hmm. I was just talking uh, yesterday and today about the fact that 99% of the, um, of the, I guess, the, the vice presidents, presidents, whatever, not all of them, but about 99% of them have no idea what the hell they're talking about when it comes to radio. I sit in meetings with these people, and it's, I, I work for seven different, I think, no, excuse me, eight different broadcasting companies. And so far, I've met about three people in the upper management that know what the hell they're even talking about. I don't. How do they get these jobs? That's what I don't understand. Anyone? You know, I honestly believe that um, to understand your audience, you have to be a fan of what your format is. Yeah. So, you know, you can't be like the the president or like the news director of like a country music station and not listen to country yeah. music because you're you're totally out of touch right. with what your audience wants. I also think you need an older person working with a younger person because there's certain ways in business that the older generation needs to teach the younger generation, but then the older generation needs to reach out to the younger generation to see how yeah. things have changed and shifted and perceptions. And if you're not setting your company up that way, you're setting yourself up for failure. I honestly believe that. You're 100% right about I think that. She makes, you make sense, Kristen. Yeah, way to go, Kristen. Would you like to run sense. for president? Should run all the companies. You should run all the companies. <laughs> you That'd be should. Good. You know my favorite thing about upper management? I don't management? want to run for president. <laughs> yeah, I don't run for no, president. The greatest thing about upper management <laughs> in any kind of broadcast industry, and I suppose the movie industry as well, but I don't know, I'm not in that, so I, I don't know, that these people make these grand statements which make no sense whatsoever. They have no chance of working, getting ratings for the radio station or whatever. They just will not work. And I just tell them that's not going to work. Uh, you can think that all you want, but it won't work, right? Sure. So the meetings will break up. A hundred percent of the time when I tell them it won't work, I then get a report back later from one of the middle management people saying, he said it, and I said, said the thing that I know. He goes, yep, he said it, they all say it. Because uh, they say to them, well, we're going to implement this system. Middle management says, well, what are we going to do about Tom? And they always say, well, I'll take care of Tom. They all, it's like it's like some kind of gunfight or something. It's like, good God, would you grow up? Some mob well, kind of. Well, everybody, everybody has to justify their position. Yeah, know, I know. It's always, oh, I'll take yeah. care of him. I mean, the last candy ass that did it, guy's little, you know, and I got nothing against him, you know, the whole idea or whatever, but this guy was such a college frat boy. It's like, <laughs> oh, God. I've made, a, I've made a reputation for myself, Kristen, that I'm not that easy to work with. Does that surprise you? Vouch, vouch, vouch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. My own wife turns on me. She's going to give us a testimonial. She's gonna... Testimony, he's hard I to work with. I think we'd all agree that you are not easy to work with. Well, here, you'll like this one. I'll close you with gotta this You've got to roll. Got to roll what? Okay. I, just, I was just thinking, you kind of have to roll with Tom Bernard moves. Yes. You know what I mean? You, sure you do? do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, you just got to roll with it. I didn't know and that. And if you're like a little bit, like if your grumpier pants are on, not like your grumpy pants, but your grumpiest pants, you just uh, you just dig it back, like dish it back to you. Like, it's a good move. Yes, it is a good move. grumpier pants on today. But see, yeah. women, women will do that, Kristen, but men will not. No, women will dish it back at me and then they go, yeah, okay, well, that makes sense. Men won't do that, though. It's always this testosterone fight with men, which I find hilarious. Well, it's because you get that, you know, that that aura where it's like a, right, a guy. But see, a, if a guy comes at you, then it might escalate. Oh, yes. That's how, I mean, I'm sorry. It's a, it's a sex role sort of thing. I mean, pe people just, that's how yeah. things work. Can <laughs> turns into a micturating contest. Exactly. Micturating. So, so, Kristen, you don't have the visual on this, but, you, you know, you could figure it out. So she said, oh, Tom's in one of his three signs of anger. And I said, what three signs of anger? She goes, okay, stage one, when you're getting angry, you sit up very straight. Stage two, when you're getting angrier, you start bobbing your head. 
And Sta- rubbing your throat. Stand rubbing your throat. <laughs> and she said, stage three, when I know you're very angry, you sit up straight, bob your head, and lean forward. That's <laughs> true. Get rid of the... Those are the three signs that I'm getting really pissed off. Yeah. I'm going to come across the table at you. I'm going to knock over the salad dressing and the yeah. ketchup. Here I come. And the, yeah, and the and the pre the pre <laughs> anger one is you raise your you tilt your your chin up and start and start rubbing your neck I do, like this. I, yeah, I do. Sort of like this chin thing, a beard oh, yeah. stroke, <laughs> imaginary yeah, beard yeah, stroke. He's priming his that means that, that means he's just about ready to get healed. Yeah. That's really good. We're basically talking with Kristen Bird how mentally ill I am. That's really nice, Kristen. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> she just laughs. That's very good. It's funny. Come on. Okay, now, Kristen, Catherine, uh, and Alex, and a couple of their friends are going to go uh, to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society Gala on Saturday night. So uh, I got stiff-armed out of the deal, so I'm going to go out. What do you think of this idea? What if I eat dinner at Hardy's or Carl's Jr. and then go see John Wick 3? What do you think? <laughs> okay. Why specifically Hardy's <laughs> or Carl's John Jr.? Oh, Andy just asked me why Hardy's. Let me tell you why Hardy's. Okay. Mm-hmm. I said something nice about Hardy's yesterday Uh-oh. on the morning show. Is that a mistake? I like Hardy's. Did it backfire? No. <laughs> Uh, I, nobody ever mentioned this to me, but apparently Hardy's brought by food for about a hundred people to the radio station, oh. and they didn't bother telling me that they were going to do that. So, Marissa, thank you very much for your kindness. I didn't get any, however. <laughs> I do like Hardy's. I like Hardy's a lot. If you'd show up in the studio. <laughs> How about this latest one they're trying to pull off now, where they want to in in downtown Minneapolis? They want to shut down all the fast food places because while you're waiting in the drive-through at the fast food, apparently the emissions are just too much to handle, Mm. which makes no sense because a car that's not accelerating gives forth very, very little. That's so hilarious because we've got some of the worst gridlock. I know. City our yeah. size. It's but true. that's okay. That's okay. Though. Yeah, we don't want to fix the hideous traffic that's yeah. causing probably 90% yeah, of the our, emissions. Our roadway system is just so antiquated. And, and, yeah. um, and the signaling system is antiquated, too. I mean, this, they is, don't. this is the 21st century. We yep. have sensors. So you shouldn't be sitting at a stoplight yeah. when there's nobody coming nobody in the opposite coming. direction. Right. You know, boom, you got your shot. Yeah. You know, or they should not They should adjust the lights. So if there's a lot of people, let them go through. Let the other people who have other, other lanes just wait for it a little bit longer. Yeah. There's only two cars there, and you can pass 100 cars through it. it the I whole know. thing just is, is makes no sense. At least I we agree. finally started with the blinking yellow uh, arrows, the left turn yes. arrows. Yeah. Thank God those. for those. <laughs> yeah, those are good, aren't they? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, I hate it when you're trying to make a turn, and it's green. As soon as you get to the intersection, it turns yellow, and then it's red as you're going through the turn. Yep. I actually got pulled over because of that. Because really, yeah. When I work nights, you know how sometimes wow. depending on traffic, lights can change quicker. Sure. <laughs> well, when you have light traffic, they'll change quicker. So as I'm approaching the intersection, it turns yellow, and I it was that moment where do I slam on the brakes or do I go? Well, I decided to go, and it turned red halfway through the turn, and I got pulled over. Luckily, I thought as long as you were in the box before it turns red, you're good. Nope. That's what I thought, too. She pulled me over, and she was very nice, and I just explained to her. She goes, yeah, I understand. That light's kind of tricky. And she goes, just make sure you pay attention next time and and stop before you go through the turn. What's the point? If you can't pull in the intersection when the light's yellow, what's the point of the yellow light? Yeah, really. I don't know. I couldn't agree more. It's a caution. It's a caution, yeah. It's not stop. It's caution. If you can't stop, the whole point is that's you. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, it's a tricky light. Just always agree with the officer. I did. She was very nice. She left (laughs) me off in the morning. I got it. Didn't have a ticket. It was 3.30 in the morning. I'm like, I'm tired. I just want to go home. She goes, you can go home now. 
Oh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, thank you. That is. Yeah, but she may have been stopping you because she wanted to see if you had been a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, they do yeah. 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 Where are you coming yeah. from? I'm like, I'm coming from work. She's I'm coming like, from oh. Howie's bar. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you looking at? Why are you looking at that way? You want? How many have you had to drink? Too many. Too many. <laughs> Too uh, many. We had a great one this morning, and I can't say who it was, but it's one of the major advertisers on the KQ Morning Show. Uh, he tells me, because I cut a commercial with him this morning, so I'm just going to make up, I'm going to say it's Bill from Bill's Dry Cleaners. It's not, but it's one of the, you'd know who it is if I said, and I don't want to say it. So he's driving along, he's doing like 80 and a 70 or 80 and a 65 or whatever. <coughs> he gets pulled over by the cops. The cop is on his computer in his car, so obviously he's looking up the license right. plate. He walks up, he, he looks and he goes, well, if it isn't Bill from Bill's Dry Cleaners, you're lucky I listen to Tom every day uh. and let him go. <laughs> say big perk. A big perk, man. How So thank you, officer. No, he, he did say, look, they do nothing but support us over there, so I appreciate it, but drive carefully. Nice. So the cop was very professional. You don't have to give someone a ticket. I mean, you know, it's not a law that you must owe there at one... Three miles over the speed limit, you have to give them a ticket. You don't well, have yeah, to. Well, yeah, I think they can use their judgment on a lot of things. So that's, you know, there's some upside in knowing me, Kristen. What do you think of that? Um, I don't think it's going to work for me in L.A., though. No. Why not? Just tell them you know Bob and Tom. If how about I, that? No, how about if you know Kevin Bob, and Bean? Kevin and Bean, yeah. Do you think they'll get me out of my ticket? Are they still on the air there? I don't even know, honestly. I don't even know who's on the air in L.A. anymore. I used to know, because I was offered the uh, job at KLOS so many, many years ago, but we didn't go. Yeah, you have uh, you have Ryan Seacrest still on the air in the morning show, but he's, in, he's doing it from New York, but Sissany is his co-host, so she's here. And then Ellen Kay, which is Ryan's former co-host, is on um, whatever our Light FM station is. And then I don't know what else is around, though. Well, they just sold KLOS. I know Cumulus just sold it. And that Heidi, what's that? What are they? Heidi and who? Somebody. I don't know anybody in LA anymore. I used to know a lot of people that worked out in LA. Like I said, um, we came about two heartbeats from in what 1988. So Andy was two years old, and Alex hadn't been born yet. But we, I almost took that job at KLOS doing mornings, but then the last minute decided not to. Because I heard Kristen Burt lived there, so I said, forget it, I'm not going there. I lived in Boston. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know you did, that's very true. No doubt. Oh, I gotta check something out here because I just saw something. Uh, The overall U.S. ranking uh, is the best, the 10 best places to live, the 50. Do you wanna know where, do you wanna know where California comes in, or do you wanna know where. Oh, you'll like this. See, this is good news for you. The top 10 best places to live in the United States. You ready? Colorado's number 10. Nebraska's number 9. Massachusetts, your home state, is number 8. So that's good. Virginia's number 7. Maryland, number 6. Vermont, 5. Utah, 4. Minnesota's number 3. Overall best place to live in the country. They must like high taxes. They must really like that as one of the qualifiers. Uh, number two is New Hampshire. Number one, though, is Washington State. How is it? Seattle, there, there's a documentary out called Seattle is Dying. How is Washington a good place to live? Well, as long as you don't live in Washington, yeah, I'm guessing. Seattle. I mean, in Seattle. Yeah. Just, I mean, in yeah. Seattle, yes. A lot of people are moving out of Seattle. <clears throat> they are. Oh, yeah, now. they ruined that city. They, they, yeah. And they're doing the exact Businesses. same thing in Minneapolis. What, yep. What's exactly. the Bellevue, right? Is the city across the the way from Seattle, and everybody's yeah. moving yep. to Bellevue. Yeah, they are. The is Bellevue it Tacoma South? Tacoma South, I think I that's think right. I think so. South on the yeah. Sound? Yeah. I've not spent a whole lot of time there, but I, I, I just, I have not watched it yet, but many, many people told me to watch Seattle is Dying, because I guess politics is destroying that city. And they're doing the same thing in Minneapolis. They're mm-hmm. destroying the city of Minneapolis. Yep. Uh, it's just, you know, honest to God, Kristen, since you lived here, now in Minneapolis, you can do whatever you want, include dealing drugs, prostitution, whatever it is. You cannot be arrested for it in downtown Minneapolis anymore. 
It's insane. Dream come true. Well, it's downtowns. Of, all the downtowns are going through a, a second phase of urban rot and decay and they decline. Are. Yep, yep. Even they though are. they're building and building and building. It's true. In the downtown areas, it's just it, it doesn't make any sense. They're just asking for all of those new apartment buildings and condos and everything to be like everyone's going to move out in ten years. Yes, that's what, what's, what's yeah, going to happen. That's pretty much true. We're going to take a break, Kristen. When we come back, I do want your take on John Wick Three. Have you seen it yet? I have not seen it. It's getting great reviews. All Very right. fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I love that. We'll be right back in a couple minutes more with Kristen Burt and the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Who's blinded by the light? What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I don't know. What's the hidden meaning there? What's the hidden meaning there? I remember. Well, if we're going to talk John Wick, Keanu Reeves does look good in a pair of sunglasses. He does. So. That's true. Very, very true. Remember when this song came out, everybody was like, wrapped up like a douche? I what? I do like the story behind that because I heard him interview about that and he says when they record it, he said deuce, but it came across the recording as douche. Yeah. So he says that actually the lyrics can go either way. However you prefer. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of weird when you're singing in the car and you hear your son go, wrapped up like a douche, and I'm just like... Uh, <laughs> you have no clue what that means. <laughs> well, how about the little kid now. sitting in the back seat named Andy, by the way? First time I heard Who Are You by The Who. Yeah. Dad, did he say, <laughs> who the F are you? Oh. <laughs> I remember that. Andy's actually, did he say, who the F? And he, only Andy didn't say, who the F. And anyway, Kristen Burt with us. So here's my plan, because Catherine's going to be giving her time to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society at the Gala on Saturday night. So I'm thinking of going to dinner at the Lucky Cricket, which is uh, Andrew Zimmern's place. Oh, yeah, his new place. I was thinking about giving that a whirl. Andrew's, you know Andrew Zimmern. You watch him, don't you? Kristen? Me? No. Yeah. Well, you've never, seen, it's never, you've never seen Bizarre Foods with Andrew Zimmern? It's a huge, no. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's a huge hit. Actually. You don't watch what? I don't watch food shows that much. You you do realize there's about 500 shows on the air, right? Right. <laughs> I do realize that is true. Yes, young lady, I do realize that's very, very true. And I do need to sleep at least six hours a night. So I can't see every movie. Did every you say 16 TV hours show. a night? Is that what you said? <laughs> you have to sleep 16 I hours a night? six hours a night. So should I go to the movie first and then go to dinner, or should I go to dinner first and then go to the Such movie? Such big problems. I'm not usually happy sitting in a movie all full, though. Yeah, but, I, I always go to the movie first. Yeah. So that's what I might do Saturday. I'll go see John Wick, the early show, and then 
What time are you leaving Saturday night? Uh, I think the event starts at 6, so, no, so I'll probably leave, leave at 5.30. Five. 5, probably. No, I'll probably leave at 5.30, because first hours, cocktail, bid on, you know, silent auction items. So the shorter I'm in there, the less I spend. I will tell you this. I don't know if you ever heard this or not, Kristen, but we had a... Um, we had a, uh, a a character on the KQ Morning Show called the Chucker, and he would do. They didn't know they were fake interviews, but he did. So he'd interview all these people as a fake disc jockey named the Chucker. One of the best jobs handling that was Keanu Reeves, because he what's the name of his dog? The, the Sun Dogs, or what's the name of his? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I can't remember. Crap, what was it? It's the something dog. Star Dog. Star Dog or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Star Dog or something like that. He's got a band. So Keanu Reeves calls into the show, and the Chucker, of course, thinks it's, thinks it's Christopher Reeves. <laughs> so who was alive at the time? He was alive at the time. So he goes, "So man, I got. He's got the disc jockey voice like this, right?" He goes, "So man, uh, I, you know, how do you play the guitar when you can't move your arms and legs?" <laughs> it's like, oh my god, <laughs> just. Well, the best part, though, is when he's like, well, if you ever come into town sometime, I'll take you out and I'll feed you. I'll feed you. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. I mean, it was just so horrible that it was... Yeah, he. Uh, but Ke- Keanu Reeves was phenomenal handling it, the whole thing. Did he pretend to be Christopher? Well, he just kind of followed along and went, oh, you know, I just have somebody come over and put shove the food in my <laughs> mouth. And then he'd start laughing. Well, yeah, he was laughing, and he's like... Asking the truck, what kind of drugs are you on? Why aren't you sharing? <laughs> exactly. You should share your drugs, man. Now, he's a terrific guy to deal with. I interviewed him one time on the Up and Up, and he's a very, very pleasant guy. He just is very laid back, and, hey, you know, uh, things are good. Well, speaking of Keanu Reeves, Kristen, have you heard, are they actually doing another Bill and Ted movie? Well. They are, and in fact, um, it's going to market uh, at Cannes Film Festival, which is coming up at the end of the month, and they are trying to get distribution and everything else, but it is happening for sure. Sweet. That's terrific. What's opening this weekend? I saw John Wick 3. There's something else, Let's go. There's a few movies. John Wick. Aren't there a few movies opening? Uh, A Dog's Journey is also opening. A Dog's Journey. She won't go see that, though. No, I'll cry. Bring the tissues. No, you can't watch dog movies. Yeah, I won't go and see that dog movie. Oh, you won't do it? I can't do it. Did you ever see A Dog's Purpose? I won't do it. You didn't see it? Dog's Purpose? I I can't do any of them. I got invited to A Dog's Journey premiere, and I turned it down because I was like, I can't do it. No. I can't do it. No. Yeah, the old Yeller movie did it for me. I'm yeah. done. No, old can't see Yeller. Marley can't see it. Marley. I can, Marley and me. I'm God. scarred for life with that one because on my way to the theater, my dad called me and said they just had to put our family dog no down. No way! Um, and this, oh I didn't know oh exactly what to mo- expect from the movie. And then good. I go sit that movie. I am just... Bawling my eyes out, I'm uncontrollably ugly crying in the theater. Oh God, yes. <laughs> it was just horrible. Alice Cooper crying. Alice Cooper <laughs> yes. crying. Yeah, right. It was yeah. horrible. I went through a family-sized box of tissues at that movie. Yeah, it was a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> do you know, Kristen? Do you know who Arge Barker is? The actor. He was in uh, Flight of the Concords. He was one of the actors in Flight of the Concords, and he's a stand-up comedian. Really, really great guy. I've known him for oh, years. Yeah. His name is Arge Barker. The last time he's on the show, he says, Hey, Tom, I don't know if you know this or not, but I've been getting some some movie roles lately. As a matter of fact, I'm going to play the lead in the follow-up to Marley and Me. The movie's called Me. Because <laughs> <laughs> Marley dies at the end. <laughs> Poor Marley. Yeah, the movie's yeah. called Me. No, no, no sad dog movies ever again. And my sad. dog Skip was another one. My dog Skip? Yeah, because it was, it was about Never a Jack Russell, one. and we had a Jack Russell. Oh, yeah. We did. Nope, nope, nope. Cassie. No yeah, more. it's all true. What are you going to do? So there's, there's John Wick, and what was the other one? Dog's Journey? Dog's Journey. Yep. Yeah, there's just two major releases this weekend. Just two of them. Well, is that is that still because of Avengers just killing everybody at the box office? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you don't want to go up against them. Yeah. You know, uh, John Wick will probably do extremely well at the box office, but Avengers has already made their mark. But yeah. otherwise, yep. it's, it's just really difficult to even make a dent in the box office. You take a look at what 
happened last weekend and all these movies got killed. Mm-hmm. What's the current number for Avengers? Do we know? Oh my God. What's the line score for you know, the Avengers? The last time I looked, it was over two billion. It was over Jeez. two billion, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was two yeah, weeks ago. Why doesn't anyone yeah. ask us to invest that in that? It was last yeah. week, so. Last um, I saw in America it was geez. 740 million. Wow. Just in America. Just in America for two weeks. On the 2.4 billion worldwide. 2.4 billion. Well, it says according to Variety magazine, um, it had Endgame has surpassed officially passed Infinity War um, at 679 million. So I'm I'm assuming that's probably higher than that. And that passed Black Panther, which was yes, the one 700 before. million. Jeez. So yeah. It's saying, uh, let's see, box office seven hundred twenty-four million dollars yeah. in ticket sales there you go. so far. Yeah, what, and this oh. was two days ago. Wow. Yeah, that was actually. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, what? And that's that domestic. Um, and that's just domestic. Yeah. Well, next Tuesday, I'm going to the screener for the live-action Aladdin. You ever work or anything? <laughs> <laughs> it's for, unbelievable. It's, it's for the work. show. Yeah, it is, but um, I don't know. Have you heard any buzz about that in Hollywood? Of what? Because I've heard some the people are kind of panning it because they're trying to compare Will Smith being the genie to yeah, Robin Williams. Yeah, I don't think you can do that. That's not no. fair. No, that's yeah. not. Fair. Yeah, um, Will Smith does his own his own version of it. I think that's the only way you can look at it. I actually interviewed the choreographer that worked with Will um, for the live action film and did also all the CGI stuff with the moving of the animals and everything else. And, um, you know, they are a little bit nervous, honestly, because when the very first teaser came out, people were just like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. This isn't going to be like Jungle Book, where it was really good. Yeah. Um, but I think people need to give it a chance, because, honestly, Will Smith can hold his own. Mm-hmm. And he can hold yeah, his own good. even in a bad movie. Yeah, when so, he's on, he's really I, on. I think he's going to do well. Yeah. So I do have to ask you a question. Do you know anybody that used to work at STX Entertainment? STX? I don't. I'll explain for it to you in a second. Uh, The reason I say they used to work at STX Entertainment, the worst movie of the year, the worst viewed movie of the year up until this weekend was Ugly Dolls. Ugly Dolls had the worst box office, was rated the worst movie of the year so far in the first, you know, four and a half months. STX Entertainment produced it. It was beaten out this week by an even worse movie, called Palms, which is about a P-O-M-S. It's about a whole bunch of 70-year-old women in a cheerleader movie. <laughs> oh, Diane Keaton's in it. Diane Keaton's in it. Oh, I thought it was about apples. Well, <laughs> palms, yeah, exactly. Palm to tear. Uh, so uh, Palms beat it out as the worst movie of the year, and it's produced by STX Entertainment. <laughs> Oh, man. Razzie. Bottom of the barrel. Yeah, they got They're having a good year. Yeah. yeah, Diane Keaton's in that. And what's what was Danny DeVito's wife's name? Oh, uh, Rhea Perlman. Rhea yeah. Perlman. Rhea Perlman. Yeah. Yeah. I like her. I, I don't know. I've seen trailers for it. It looks just horrendous. Wait a minute. You say they're his ex-wife? Ex-wife, right. Yes, yeah. they are separated. Who's they are he no going to marry? I thought he hit it out of the park yeah. marrying her. <laughs> who's, who's shorter than him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How did, can you? Why would you dump Rhea Perlman, man? Maybe she dumped him, though. I think they've been separated a long time. I like them both, actually. I like Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman. I like them both. Well, Ugly Dolls cost $45 million to make, and it made $12 million. Oh. Ouch. So, yeah, that's a pretty big failure. How's Palms doing there oh, first week Oh, so doing... Palms is out. Yeah, it came oh, out Friday. Okay. P-O-M-S. Let's see. How Palms do... Palms cost, we don't know yet, but it has made $5 million. Oh. So no matter what it costs, it costs more than that. That's, it's interesting yeah. because I've been seeing Diane Keaton being you know, interviewed and just out oh, and yeah. around. I had yeah. no idea it was because she was in a movie. Well, that's the only reason they come out. That's true. Only reason they come out because yeah. they're trying to make a buck. Right. Yeah. 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 I got the hookup. So in any case, uh, yeah, well, uh, we got the weekend plan. Any so, what's the next big movie for you coming out, uh, Kristen? As far as something you're looking forward to, is there anything down the summer, pipe? Summer blockbusters. Yeah, I was like, it, it is all summer blockbusters. Those are the ones that uh, I'm really not interested in. 
Um, I will tell you a movie that is coming out that I loved, and I saw it a little while ago, but Booksmart. Uh, what is it, Booksmart? Um, Olivia Wilde directed it. Hmm. It comes out May 24th. Kind of more of an indie film, and it stars um, Beanie Feldstein, who is Jonah Hill's sister. Oh, and really? Billy Lord. It is fantastic. So oh. if anyone's looking for like a fun, funny, quirky movie, a little bit more independent, that's the movie to go see. Okay. No, see this, so that's good. So now I have something to do this all weekend long. It's gonna be unbelievable. Because aren't you a bit? Oh no, we're going. We're going to the opera on Sunday. Opera, so yeah. La Traviata, on Sunday. Yeah. Kristen, you think it'd be good of me to do like right in the middle of La Traviata, <laughs> I, just start booing? What do you think? <laughs> I love Lindsay's text to me. She's like, if it gets too long or sucks, we can always go to dinner early. La Traviata is not gonna suck. I'm sorry, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> But in any case... Uh... Yeah, so speaking of palms, <laughs> it turns out the box office mojo has a list of the all-time worst openings. Yes. Interestingly, about three-quarters of them seem to have come out in the past four or five years. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly really? right. Oh, yeah. Because unless it's an action figure movie, uh, action hero, um, cartoon... Nobody yeah. goes to see him anymore. Nearly all of them have come out in the past 10 years. Yep, it's true. Young people do not want to watch like a drama in a movie theater. They just don't want to see it, unless it's action heroes. They don't want to watch action that isn't superheroes either. Exactly. There's a lot of action in here yeah, that but, isn't yep. superheroes, but that's all they care about. Oh, they want superhero. There, well, I think it was two weeks ago, nine of the ten movies were superhero movies. So the demographic has not only changed how they consume, but what they consume. Oh, by far. That's wow. why we were talking earlier about the demographics of television and radio are so skewed wrong. It's, they're wow. basically impossible to come up with those bodies. Because yeah. they don't listen. They don't watch. They don't do any of those things. Huh. So I don't know what they're they seem gonna to do. like to watch the same things over and over again. Yeah. Okay. Let me, let me, well, let me put it this way. I'm sure they try to keep the telegraph uh, companies all alive back in their day, too, but yeah. it ain't happening. That's right. You know, it's just how it is. Look, look at Hardline. Do you, we still have a Hardline only because of our security system. That's the only reason we have a hard line in our house. Now. Right. Yeah, but you can get rid of that, too. We got uh, rid of yeah, ours. Yeah, that's a $20,000 yeah. upgrade to our whole system, so no thank you. Oh, 20 grand. Yeah, they have the some guy, guy go, hey, there's somebody coming in the door. Yeah, we could just hire somebody. They have somebody standing <laughs> out front. Well, the problem with POTS lines really isn't the line itself. It's the fact that for some reason, spammers seem to be able to get a hold of that number oh, way great. easier than a cell phone. Not good. That's why I don't have one. Kristen, for the first time in all the years we've worked together, you were pleasant the whole hour. <laughs> and we thank you no. for that. Gosh, that's a, that's a record breaker. <laughs> she took her happy pills this morning. All right, go see Ugly Dolls and Palms and then get back to us on, on Tuesday, okay? Yeah, which one's worse? <laughs> yes, I will be out next week because I'm on assignment, but I will be back the following week. So you're going to be sleeping in. Is that That's your assignment? Yeah, that's exactly it. I'll be like at the spa or something. That's what on assignment means. Well, we will <laughs> miss like you that. next week, and we will talk to you. So basically, it's the day after Memorial Day. Are you going to be available the day after Memorial Day? Yes, I will. I will be working that day. Okay, excellent. So we'll talk to you. Happy Memorial Day to you, and we'll talk to you the day after. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, dear. We'll be back with Hour 2 with the family.